Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rollers Guild. Um, a bit of a surprise twist for you. Um, this is not our usual series. This is a bit of a mini series um, run by me, Matt. And so that we can give, I know, shocker, so that we can give our fearless leader, Ben, a bit of a break, slash, so he can write our next thing. And be a player. And get a chance to be a player. So it's going to be a couple episodes. Um, we don't, I don't know how many yet, we're going to see, but also you don't know how many, so a great way for you to be in the loop on how many episodes there are going to be might be to follow us on all of our social medias, um, subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube, just follow us, interact with us every way possible so that you can know when we're going to do fun new stuff. Uh, we have podcasts, so if you're listening to us on there, hey, what's up? Thanks for joining. Um, rate, review, subscribe. Can you subscribe to a podcast? I don't know. You should try it. I think those are the announcements. Ben, are there anything else? Is there anything else that I missed? No, no. I you you keep taking this away. Uh, the only thing I'll say is this: if you're watching this, it's now August. So happy August, folks. Um, <laughs> Summer's August. over. No, it's not oh, over right. yet. <laughs> we still have all of August. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, to celebrate the end of summer, um, we're glad you're here with us. All right, so team, we got our snacks, we got our dice. We ready? All right, let's dive on in and tell a story. Again, on a worn, tree-lined path, the sun is ducking behind conifers, lining both sides. The air is crisp and fresh. It's a combination of tree sap and cool mountain breezes, chilling the lungs with each breath. There's a stoic man who's driving a plush caravan that's teetering back and forth with the road and the bumps. He's wrapped in slightly tattered and worn clothing and has a long spear just kind of tucked behind him as he sits up front. Um, ahead rides another figure dressed similarly bearing a long purple banner 
on a pole. And clustered all around this caravan, a few were trailing behind, other in front, a few on the sides, several other figures. All these people are traveling, and have been for several days, from the distant city of Todrana, far off to the west, to the capital of Yulvita. They must reach this place soon in order to secure a peaceful transfer of power from their past lady onto their son. We zoom in a little closer on the individual sitting beside this man. Uh, Sam, would you like to describe your character for us? Hi, I'm Ham. I am a barbarian born man, human man. Uh, I'm I like to say that I'm 5'10. I got brown, I got brown eyes, brown beard, uh, buzz cut. Uh, and I just like having a good time with my friends. Yeah. You are enjoying yourself kind of with the bumps in the road. The um, man next to you is kind of a little more weary and grumpy with each bump. There's a bit of a uh, that he lets out as opposed to perhaps you might be enjoying it a little more. Um, he looks over at you, kind of just shakes his head. Can't wait for this to be over. Oh, why are you enjoying the, enjoying the journey, my friend? It's a lovely day. The air is nice and crisp. Just smell the sap. Yeah, well, you just keep an eye out, all right? That's what you're hired oh, for. I'll do my job. Just, right. you know, go with the flow, my friend. All right. You look around and um, some of the others traveling beside you. Off to your left, we have um, two folks together. Um, you know them to be named uh, Macintosh and Trix. So we're gonna go ahead and kind of zoom into those characters as they are traveling just off to the left alongside the caravan. So uh, Zuzu, if you wanna describe your character real quick. Sure. Um, Macintosh is a pretty tall wood elf, um, and a cleric. They're about six feet tall, and they have, uh, coppery skin, very long, lightish brown hair, brown eyes, um, and they are, uh, yeah, that's pretty much them. They're just a very tall, skinny lad. We love tall and lankies. <laughs> um, and, uh, Eva, I want to describe tricks for us. Name's Trix. I'm a little goblin. Um, I'm a sorcerer of the wild magic variety. Um, I always just kind of look a little singed, you know? I always have a bit of a weary look in my eye because I never know when something's just kind of gonna blow up around me, you know what I mean? Chaos just, it seems to follow me to the point where I got kicked out of hell for it. So I never really know what to expect. Um, I have reddish skin. I always have pretty breezy clothes. You know, after growing up in hell, I enjoy the breeze, right? It's pretty hot down there. And I always have this like little stick on me, which you know, you might not think is all that important, but it's it's pretty important. I stole it on my way out. So, yeah, that's tricks. 
There's nothing I enjoy more than describe your character and casually you say, you know, got kicked out of hell. <laughs> you know. Uh, the two of you, uh, the it's getting a little dusty because right next to the the large, especially to you, tricks horses that are kind of pulling this this carriage, this caravan. Um, you're enjoying that breeze, and then <laughs> it's a bit of a dusty puff that comes up and hits you. Um, you guys have been walking for most of the day. It's about just after midday, um, so perhaps your feet getting a little tired. I don't know if you're a complainer or not, um, but you know, Ham's just up there riding. We look to the other side, um, and we see the other three of this group, this party, that all of you have been hired as additional security to make sure that things go well here. Um, so as we're going to go around, let's just keep this train rolling. Um, of this group, why don't we take a look at uh, Kira? Your character. What are they doing? Hello, uh, I'm Kayella, and I am a fairly tall wood elf. Um, you look at her and you see light skin and light hair that have just been covered in dirt, and there's leaves kind of just sticking out from her hair. Her clothes are pretty tattered, um, but of generally good quality when they were probably first bought. Um, but they're covered in mud and sticks, and she just looks a little bit dirty. Um, sure. As as Kayla is walking alongside the the caravan. Um, she periodically will check on the nature around, make sure that there's everything is all right. Um, she keeps trying to figure out what the flowers along the side mm. of the road are and if she could use them for any sort of potions or healing items. Yeah, I think that warrants a perception check. Go first roll. Ooh, not great. <laughs> first roll. Twelve. Twelve. Hey, ten is ten is the middle of the road, right? You're above that. Yeah. As you're looking around, keeping this in mind, it's not so much that you don't find things; it's that perhaps you find so many interesting things that you don't know that you're kind of at a loss. There are some really beautiful, very tiny yellow almost buttercup-like flowers, but they have a certain quality to them that's a bit of a mystery. Um, you see others that are these shrubs kind of clustered at the bottom of the trees um, that are thick, have thorns, but these beautiful white flowers. You haven't encountered any of these things before. Um, your troop is from another continent, um, and you guys have been hired across the very narrow channel, narrow sea, to come all the way to escort this, your group's um, renown, kind of hiring you for this job. Um, you do notice, however, there are several places where the trees around here have been uh, clear-cut. You come across um, patches of just barren land, some that are more recent, some that are slowly growing back, 
in a kind of way that maybe puts a smile on your face as you see nature maybe reclaiming an area that's been decimated. Cool. Um, let's jump on over to uh, Kelly. Who are you? Um, uh, you see a about three and a half foot halfling woman, um, kind of speed walking. It's she's she's walking. Her legs are going faster than like everybody else's are, but she's really trying to play it off like she's fine. She's not out of breath. She's like very focused on keeping her breathing even and she's like constantly just like sweating at any like beads of sweat that might be forming on her brow um because she does not like it when other people try to like offer their help for something where she's perfectly fine she's fine she's fine um, and her friends know this, so they ignore it for the most part. But she's got light brown hair that's cut into a pixie cut. Um, just everything about her seems to be very, like, no fuss, no bother. Like, her clothes are very simple, very plain. They seem very easy to move in, uh, which is very helpful when she's trying to karate chop enemies. Um, but yeah, she's she has she hasn't really said much at all this journey because she doesn't want to seem like she's out of breath. Um, so she just keeps her answers short and is very focused on making sure she does not fall behind. Absolutely. Uh, between the two of you, um, as maybe one of you is looking around and the other is much more focused on self-presentation. Um, is another individual, um, your friend Phineas. So Ben, why don't you go ahead and give us Phineas? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, sorry, let me get into character. Uh, yeah, pick two. Between Tamora and Kaela is a grave-looking individual, um, <laughs> as opposed to Tamora, who is trying to hide the fact that she is having trouble breathing. Um, Phineas is not breathing at all, uh, for he is a reborn, uh, but he doesn't want people to know that. So to most people, except his friends, he is just an exceptionally pale human with exceptionally patchy hair that he keeps underneath a hood, which, um, slightly obscures his exceptionally gaunt face. Um, and uh, he make he makes sure that he always has long the long sleeves of his um, robes uh, uh, fully covering his arms because people tend to freak out when they see his swollen joints. Um, and he is probably complaining to Tamora um, and Kayela, though Kayela seems distracted by looking at the plants, so mostly complaining to Tamora, saying something to the effect of, 
well, I would really have felt more comfortable if I could have completed my auguries this morning, but mm. unfortunately the princeling was in a bit of a hurry to get to the capital, and I doubt the princeling would very much care for me to perform the auguries in the back of his fine carriage. I'm sure he would not love me throwing about the knuckle bones as such, but we will make do. Yeah. <laughs> Riveting conversation. I yeah. hate to pull us away. <laughs> Incredible. Um, you have been marching basically since right before when you probably should have had breakfast. It was probably too early for several of you. Um, it now being around midday, you're definitely getting weary. And no one seems to feel that more than the figure that sticks their head out of a little curtained, um, there's a little glass pane that kind of opens and between a curtain pops a head uh, right next to your face, Ham. Um, Actually, there are there's seems to be an explosion of golden curls, the kind of poof out of this uh, window. Um, you see dazzling blue eyes looking around, squinting in the light. Looks around, looks at you, looks at the guard. There's, it's a bit of a pouty face, but with a strong, very strong jaw that almost seems to just lead the way as his head is looking around and you hear, just how much longer is it going to be? Uh, <clears throat> uh, real quick, my, my friend, uh, what was your name again? He kind of looks at you, blinks. Count, the Count Gareth. Okay. I'm the one who hired you. <laughs> Right. See, Phineas is the one that takes care of the whole talking part. Um, ah, you're, you're the puncher, aren't you? I am the puncher. It's good for yeah, me to notice. I'm glad my reputation is just as good. Okay, uh, that's nice. Guard, how much longer? The guy just kind of, <clears throat> we're going to be nearing Pike soon. The Lord just bear with us. Okay. I've already read all my books. I'm, well, I'm bored. I'm sure, I'm sure Phineas has some books that you could read. <laughs> Phineas, Phineas looks at Ham and makes the... I'm not sharing my books with him. He doesn't say that, but he mouths it. Um, out, uh, out, of, out of the princeling's eyeline. Um, nice addition. <laughs> uh, I I'm sure... Macintosh has some very fun books that you could share. I do have books, but they're all like medical textbooks, so that's not very fun, or nature textbooks. But we could play a game! Have you played I Spy? Let he me kind explain of, the rules. He considers for a moment. <laughs> and it, at first, he seems quite offended that you would suggest such a trivial game. But his eyes kind of dart around and see that there's not much else going on for him at this moment. 
gives you a nod. The head disappears. And then out of another window, the curls kind of like pop back out again. This window closer to you on the side that you are walking on. I'm familiar with the game. Oh. Would you like to start or do you want me to start? I spy, he just starts. <laughs> Very well. Something fabulous. Is it you, Count Gareth? You are quite good at this game, you know that. All right, all right, you, you. I spy something... I'm not very good at this game. I don't want to play this game anymore. You go again. <laughs> the look that he gives you is both concerned <laughs> and irritated before he finally <sighs> disappears back inside his little carriage. Uh, and none of you really hear from him uh. again. Now and then you'll hear, like, some shuffling, a whine of some variety, some murmuring of whoever's in there with him. Uh, uh, real quick, as we're traveling along, can I make a... Would it be either perception or uh, investigation just to check for anything around us that looks out of the ordinary? Go ahead, perception for me. I, while he's doing that, I'll uh I'll go over to Macintosh and I'll say uh Macintosh, I'll play I spy with you. You start. I'm not very good at the I spy part, but I'm a very good guesser. Okay. Perception um, was a dirty 20. Thank you. I spy something tan. It is it the sand on the ground? Yes. Maybe we can just play something else for a little bit. Okay. Would you prefer a joke? Sure. Love one. What do you call a funeral ship? I don't know. What do you call it, Phineas? A sea hearse. <laughs> <laughs> Hammond. <laughs> Blurting out laughing. <laughs> they get better and better every time, Phineas. Oh, I've gosh. been taught. Is my delivery improving? I know that has been a criticism of my joke telling in the past. Is my delivery is, um, I believe, Kyella's exact word was flat. It's not. It's fine. I think you've improved a lot, and that's what you should focus on. You, you know what it is? It's deadpan. I <laughs> see what you did there. That was ha, 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 ha. No. Ha. As riveting yeah. as this is. is going to, like, hit Phineas on the back and she's like, that was a good one. We can stop laughing now. <laughs> The conversation doesn't get much more exciting than this for the next hour, two hours. You kind of eat on the road, and eventually, it's maybe three, 
4 p.m., you know, the sun's certainly made its way across the sky before uh, Ham, you keeping a sharp lookout, um, notice first that the tree line ends as you're coming around a corner. And you see two, looks like carved standing stones flanking either side of the road. Um, just solid, large gray stone just kind of jutting up maybe five, six feet or so. Um, and beyond a cluster of buildings off in the distance. And the uh, guard next to you kind of gives you a nudge. Says, Ow. It's about time. Sorry. Sorry, I've just been I've just been looking for this all day. We're almost here. Do you want you, do you want me to try it? He kind of like quickly thrusts the reins into your hands. It's like, honestly, I've been waiting for someone to ask me that. And he immediately closes his eyes. Gosh, I hope this and, is like, a lot like wrestling. Taking... I hope this is a lot like wrestling bears. I have no idea how to do this. Yeah! Yeah, do you have a, oh yeah, animal handling check, please. <laughs> Damn it, that's a 19. See, the horses know how to respond to yeah. <laughs> and the command of the snap of the reins. You certainly pick up speed, and the bannermen in front of you are <laughs> quite confused. Uh, one of them pulls their horse out of the way. What, what are you doing? And the other one notices and like, yeah, oh, he's like, oh, okay. And he's picking up speed. And the caravan, like in this haphazard, confused mess, comes barreling through these standing stones off into the middle of this town where you kind of don't see a place to put the carriage. All right. Well, we're going to have to uh, put it on top of a building or something. All uh, right. Uh, ham, ham. Ah. But if I may, tomorrow, um, might I suggest you step over there uh, where you can... Um, Catch your breath without anybody seeing. No, I, I'm fine. Um, I, why did you drive? Ham, uh, might, might I suggest instead of putting the carriage atop a building, might I suggest that we allow the bannermen to announce the presence of this oh. town's liege lord. Shit, right. Phineas, then... Phineas, I'm gonna need you to, this is happening at a very fast pace. Sure. I need you to just a general charisma check for me to see if you can get this across in time <laughs> before the horses are no longer yeah, near Are you. we keeping up with it? Like how That's far a good question. to the yeah. town were? You said general charisma. General charisma. That was a 21. 21? You are a slow talker, but you've probably given this lecture before that, Ham, you are able to pick up that entire thing. Um, the rest of you, though, that is a very good question. As we established, all but one of you are walking, and the carriage just suddenly bolted forward. You guys keeping up, or...? I mean... How fast is the carriage going? Two horsepower. 
How, how many feet is that <laughs> per six seconds? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Fast. Um, it's a horse at a not full gallop. Okay. I'm running. You're running. I'm yeah. going my full, like, 80 yeah. feet of... Oh, right. Um, this is not a problem for you. No. The rest of you start falling behind, but your monk is somehow Tiny. still <laughs> composed. <laughs> but the legs are just... Roadrunner. Absolute roadrunner. A blur. And, and Ham, as you look over, a little confused. Um, the guard with you is barely holding on, by the way. He... That's, he barely survived that check. Um, you just see your friend, calm as can be, just kind of giving you a look. Why What's are that? you driving? I can drive. What? He, what are he, you? He I can asleep. drive. It's fine. We're almost in town. It's good. It's good. Can it's I good. like, I don't even, what? how far from town are we? Is my like, problem solving mind going okay i could jump up on like right now i'm thinking okay i could jump up on there take the reins from him and like actually get this thing under control with my proficiency in land vehicles mm -hmm. um maybe how far to town are we? you guys have just crossed past the first building it's a very very tiny community okay is there anything in the immediate like that's a good question um before we get to too far. Um, mm -hmm. Kyella, as soon as she saw the caravan getting out of there, realized she's not going to be able to keep up walking wild shapes into an owl who flies after the caravan. Or I guess that's silent. You're an owl. No. I take off and you're able to keep up and kind of very nicely as an owl watch and see all this. And what you do see is barreling towards the center of this tiny cluster of log homes. Um, a few have some patchwork of clay and some masonry and places that maybe were damaged or needed some repairs. Um, but this is not a wealthy community by any stretch of the imagination. It is tiny. It is small. It is set in the middle of this dirt road. Um, it's on the side of a lake, or I guess large pond, small lake. Um, that's glistening and it's quite picturesque actually, save for the troop now barreling through the middle of it, um, causing a ruckus. You see that there are a couple kids playing, chasing their dog, getting chased by their dog. Um, they get the heck out of the way pretty quickly. Um, off to the side, you see a very small uh, stone, maybe what looks like a shrine, uh, kind of similar to those two standing stones, but it's of a figure with a cloak, maybe elven. You haven't really gotten a good look, but you see some ears um, carved into the statue that's kind of like bowing over and holding a stone carved bowl. It's probably the most intricate and interesting thing in this community. Um, there are larger buildings, but nothing too tall. Most things are single story. Um, in front of where the uh, caravan is headed right now though, is the largest building, um, kind of set in the middle of the road. And if the caravan doesn't do anything, it's gonna barrel through the front door. 
I'm going to pull the reins. You're pulling the reins? Give me yeah. another animal handling check. Okay. As you're skidding close to this two-story building, it's got a bit of a wraparound porch, you know, kind of quaint, kind of nice, but there are a cluster of people just like hanging out on the front steps, kind of holding a, holding a glass, just kind of getting very concerned as this thing comes barreling towards them. What'd you roll? 30-20. 30-20, but with the last minute you turn, handling these animals as if you know what you're doing. And the I'm gonna, car? Do, I'm gonna do a kickoff flip. Yeah. Uh, give me an acrobatics check. We're doing this. The cart comes skidding to a halt. A dust goes up in the air. Ham jumps off. Does a front flip. What that was a 13. And lands kind of at an angle on the front steps. It kind of hurts your ankle a little bit. Uh. It's not the smoothest landing, but you do land it. In front of just a bunch of locals that are just... Boom. Now I'll just kind of start backing away. As the rest of us eventually are catching up, I'm going to say to uh, Macintosh and, and, and uh, Trix and just say, see, this is why it's so important. I complete my auguries every day. So I will <laughs> know if Ham does something like that. Yeah. But... All's well that ends well, I suppose. Yeah. What town is this? Do either of you know? Uh, the one that starts with a P? Mm-hmm. The guard yeah. clambering onto the side of the uh, caravan kind of resets himself, firmly takes hold of the reins again, looks over at you and says, <clears throat> My lord, we, we've arrived in Pike. <laughs> We're here now. <laughs> There's a bit of a bumping and complaining, a kerfuffle inside before, poof, the blonde curls stick their head out again, look around. Um, kind of grumpy. He's giving of the stink eye to his guards, to you guys, to the townsfolk. Ugh. Prepare my room. I'll be out when it's ready. It disappears back inside. The guards begin, like, unloading things from this caravan. The, the dust settles, the people settle. Things in this tiny, sleepy town kind of return back to normal as the guards go in and inquire with the largest building, which is labeled the inn. Nothing else on the sign. Just the inn. Well One of the guards kind of walks past you all and says, Hope you guys got some money, because we're not paying for your rooms after that shit. Muscles their way inside, still carrying their spears, clinking a little bit. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Guard. Uh, I'm sorry yeah. um, to interrupt you. Um, who was it that handled the goblins that attacked the caravan two days ago? He kind of gives you a look. It was you. 
And who just made a scene as we entered the town. And got you to town quicker. I heard your friend there complaining about it taking too long to get into town. Look at that beautiful lake over there, everyone. Wow. Roll me a persuasion check. Uh, I'm going to burn my 19 portent. Uh, so that's a 21. <laughs> All right. He quickly shuts up and just kind of gives a curt nod. Says, All right, we'll add it to the tab. Heads on in. And now. Thank you. Your rooms at this inn have been paid for. Congratulations. Nice. The nice. townsfolk haven't really returned from the hubbub. As you're looking around, you do see that there is not a lot of money in this community. Simple folk. Um, you see that there's a, a mule pulling a cart of uh, freshly cut wood. It seems that Pike is a logging community. Um, that uses maybe the the lake, the cooler temperatures to keep the work manageable. And as you're looking around, you see that at the other side of the lake is a tall mountain. And this is a particularly tall mountain. You are in the mountains to begin with. But this one juts higher, sharper than any of the others. The tree line ends much sooner on this one, and actually much sooner than the surrounding mountains. Kayla, you're the first to notice that, that you say that tree line's not really in the right place. But you don't particularly see anything wrong about it. The trees just would typically still grow a little higher up. The mountain that you do see is just barren cliff rocks, several places where rock slides have happened. And at the top, well, you can't see the peak. It is obscured. You need to make a nature check for me. Okay. 24. 24. You know damn well in your owl form. Um, so if there's a bonus to your perception on that, I mean, you're right. I well. don't know. We'll say sure. Uh, 25, congratulations. I don't know. You see, you see this thing. Um, the cloud that is surrounding the top of this mountain doesn't look natural. It is maybe a little, you know that there are arcane spells that can create clouds, kind of create some fog. Mm -hmm. There isn't any other really fog or really cloud cover getting anywhere close to that level. Anywhere else in the sky, it's a beautiful bright blue sky day. But that mountain, the top is obscured. Hmm. Just an interesting little note as the guards, as you guys get your rooms for free tonight. I will uh, swoop back down to the group and Return to my elven form out of the wild shape. What the heck was that, Ham? Hey, he almost made us have to pay for rooms tonight. I talked in some sense into the guard. We have enough money to pay for rooms. We're getting paid to do this job. I don't see why we have to pay for the rooms. I... Yeah, paying is not... That wasn't part of the deal. 
we were supposed to get paid for this so exactly thank you Paella. a show of good faith but just a little you guys see that you see that mountain over there you the do spooky creepy pointy one yeah the, the, well i mean you can't even see the top but like bad I'm getting bad vibes um feels unnatural is that the mountain that we have to cross yeah do we have to go by it uh i i I don't remember our route exactly i'll try to pull one of the guards and ask them if we have to go by that mountain yeah as they kind of look up they takes them a moment because their guards are not really kind of like you haven't really been paying attention to does anyone know where, where we're going? Yeah. <laughs> Who is the map person? Oh, there's no, some... we were supposed to go the other way three days ago. <laughs> I mean, there's some really cool flowers around here. I'd, I'd really like to take some samples. Yeah, the guards do um, inform you that the road does continue along the base of that mountain, um, kind of circumvents around uh, the other, the lakeside. And there's a bridge on the far uh, so I briefly crosses over the lake, and if you squint, you can kind of see where the bridge is. Um, but the road passes by there. Around the mountain, not over the mountain. Around the mountain, not over the mountain. Kyella, how concerned, say on a scale of one to ten, are you about this mountain? Oh my god, roll a d10. Please, <laughs> please roll a d10. <laughs> <laughs> like a four right now if that changes there is a ritual I can cast to attempt to speak directly to the oracular spirit that um, my bloodline is connected to but I would prefer not to accept in dire need I have not cast the spell myself, but uh, my father, God's rest his soul, um, did cast it once or twice, and sometimes it was fine, and sometimes it drove him temporarily mad. So... Okay, well, maybe we can just read the bones tomorrow. I will read the bones tomorrow, as always, but they are vague and limited. Um, so, all this to say, if that concern ticks up pretty close to a 10, I can try it. Well, I don't know what it is right now, but it's not normal, so uh, I guess we'll just be more careful when we're going past that way. Yeah, we won't let Ham drive. Hey. Yeah, it was probably hey. Ham. Not we, the we fastest. got there Tomorrah, before the estimated time, okay? The sun was here. <laughs> we were Google expecting here, okay? <laughs> Tomorrow, perhaps tomorrow you should ride at the front of the carriage, seeing as you know how to handle a carriage. Oh, I, I missed out on a... Okay, yeah, sure. I can do that. Definitely. 
uh, as as we're talking, uh, Ham is gonna look for those children that he almost ran over. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, they're and... they're watching, but kind of around the far corner. Um, one of them is like holding the collar of their dog, trying to like keep it from running up and sniffing you guys. They're definitely a little curious, but distant. Um, uh, Ham is gonna point to one that he just sees around the eyes corner. Eyes go wide. Uh, uh, you, small child, um, yeah. there is a tavern in this town, or is it dry? They kind of look to each other, says, uh, you can get something at the, the end has a very tiny selection. I, I, I work there. Oh, great. Ah, man. Uh, what, what is your name? Kit. Oh, Kit. Ah, uh, and what's your dog's name? Kit. <laughs> good, good boy. Good boy. Oh, he's a good boy. He is a good boy. Wow. Yes. All right. Where, where are you guys from? He's walking forward a little bit. That way. I'm checking you out. Oh, I'm from that way. And he points at the house like two doors down. <laughs> Nice. Wow. That's cool. Very, very similar. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out my hand and cast my druid craft and have like a little flower appear in my hand, like bloom in my hand and hand it to him. Where his eyes were wide, they get even wider. His jaw drops and he actually takes a couple steps back. It's and he looks at you good. and he looks at your group. He just looks at the flower. I, 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 how, um, what was that? Are, are you a, are, are, yes, magic? Yes, girl. Insight. Yes, magic. I want to insight check him to make sure that magic's not, like, illegal or oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> you need I a magic mean, license okay. for that. Sure, sure. Give me, give me a general, general, okay. general insight. General insight. Can I just perform an illegal act in front of a child? <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, Black sap appears. <laughs> <laughs> She's and, back. And fear kinder descends from the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're not no, no illegal activity. Um, certainly purely legal. And throughout the world, there is magic all over the place. But you guys, your group has traveled. And you do know the tiny communities like this rarely have magical people in them and rarely see any sort of magic. And the bits that they do here are probably fantastical stories, legends that get passed around at the inn. Um, so not illegal, but maybe it was this kid's first time ever seeing magic. Well, know, at least seven. it was something nice. Yeah, it was a flower. <laughs> I mean, if he was paying attention, he also saw Kyella go from an owl into a. An That's owl. true. He was hiding behind the edge of the building, though. True. And it just run for his life. So, um, after a while, he does. Can I? Can I? Can I touch it? You can have it. His eyes light up. He grabs it. It's real. He goes, runs off, shows it to the dog, barks, barks, spins around in a circle, you know, dog things. Um, and the kids instantly 
are just like following you in particular, Kayla, around and just asking you to like do the craziest of shit. Like they're like, can you turn my house into a bird? Can you can you make that thing fly? Can you turn my friend into a like any story that they have ever heard of magic happening? They're like, oh, can you do that? Can you do that? What's it like? What's it like? And you're pestered constant questions of just these two kids. Um, seeing this, Phineas oh, no. is going to step inside the inn so the kids yeah. don't start pestering him with questions, sure. and is going to wait at the bar for Ham. Oh, Ham follows suit. Okay, when Ham comes in, I'll I'll beckon you over. Hamuler, first drink will be on me. Um, I'm sorry to have given you such a hard time about the wagon situation, but... Oh, were people upset about that? Yes, um, people were upset about that, um, particularly the prince. Um, and I'll, I'll lower my... I'll look around to make sure no one's really listening in. Um, do I need to make a perception check? I mean, no. There's okay. not... This is not a bustling town. Great. Um, I'll describe the interior in a second, but keep going. Sure. Uh, and I'll, I'll just, I'll make sure no one's listening, and then I'll continue and say, look, I'm not the fondest of the princeling, hmm. um, as I'm sure you know, but we, we do need this job after... <sighs> After the last few months have been um, so dry on finances, so... Yeah, well, no one took up my offer of becoming a sideshow, like, traveling sideshow, so... I, I took... I, I was fine. Everybody else. Well, Phineas, that's pretty obvious. I mean, you we, we got each other's back. So, right. like, basically just one vote. Yes, uh, exactly. Look, I think my comedy routine is really improving. Honestly, um, man, if there were more people in here, we, we would, it would be a, a very, it would be a roaring in here. But regardless, this job is important to keeping our group afloat. Uh, so perhaps we do our best to not do reckless things. Unless we're attacked by something, then you can unleash as much recklessness as you want to repel the attackers. Okay, as well. Per usual. Yes, well, yeah, that's a given. Well, then I guess I'll let Tammy ride crossbow next time. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Because there's no shotguns. It's crossbow. Oh, <laughs> I was with you. <laughs> All right. As you look around the rest of this room, kind of take in um, where you just had this conversation, there is a cluster of gentlemen that are giving these newcomers a bit of an odd look. Maybe they finished work a bit early. They're, regu they're regulars. You know, they're hanging out. 
Um, there is a mantle inside. It's a log cabin with uh, beams. It is a multiple story building. Um, and this main room does take up uh, two floors for a little bit. And then there's a staircase that kind of goes off upstairs. Um, and you see eventually, if you guys hang around long enough, you see that the count um, escorted by his guards are flanked upstairs. And as he heads upstairs, he's requesting a meal and entertainment and music and a hot bath and just a lot of requests. God, and the man who is, um, yeah, maybe, maybe a couple, a bit too many requests. The man who is kind of like seeing to his needs is a larger gentleman, big, bulky, um, muscles rippling underneath a shirt that has been washed too many times and now it is tiny on him um a scruffy enormous blazingly red beard um and definitely thinned hair that's trying to hide a bit of a comb over um he's wearing an apron he seems to be the innkeep He's tending to the uh, count, and every time you see that he's getting a little bent out of shape about something, he's given a little more money, and he's willing to go with it. Uh, quickly pockets any of the, the silver pieces that are just constantly coming in, and especially when there's a gold piece that's dropped. Kind of goes out of his way a bit. Um, Kyle, eventually, as you either enter or stop by the front door, uh, Rufus catches sight of Kit, kind of calls over. That's Kit. It's time to get working. Stop horsing around. Let's go. And Kit kind of waves goodbye to you, gives you back the flower. Says, I might want it back later. You you can keep it now. Okay. He takes it. more. <laughs> he takes it. He runs up, runs up to Rufus. He's like, look, 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 look. And he's like, that's nice. Get a bath. Bring it upstairs. First room. On your scoop. Kit runs off to go help out. Um, Rufus kind of gives a sigh. <sighs> Comes on over to you two at the at his bar. I mean, it's an inn, but hey, this is fantasy. Bars and ta inns, taverns are the same thing here. Um, comes up, looks at you both. Welcome. Uh, can I get you something? This drink is on me, so whatever he wants. Um, Great. I'm, What's that gonna be? I'm good. What um What do you have on tap? Ale. Mm. Like cold ale or hot ale? And it gives you a look, and he says, "I don't think I'd call it ale if it weren't cold. I'd call that bullshit." I like this man. What What was your name? Rufus. Rufus. And extends a massive calloused hand. Uh. Ham <laughs> extends his his hand. And yeah. Is, wow, dude, you are, and you are very muscular. It is impressive. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm taken though. Mm, damn. Um. Good question. Was your father a fire giant? Because it just. Wow. Nope. Mm. Uh, just another guy named Rufus. Ham, that, that's fun. Uh, Ham, uh, I believe Rufus 
uh, is a married man, you should stop flirting with him. I'm not. I'm not flirting. Ah. <laughs> uh, I I will I will take that that ale. I I will leave you alone. No. Um, if you pay for it, you can come back as long as you want. And kind of scoots it across. Just a copper. Yeah. Yes. Here you go. And I. Which is wildly cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Takes a copper. And, and you in fact, nod. in fact, I actually give him a silver, and I say, um, "The keep the change. Um, could you answer a, a question for me? Just um, curiosity." He kind of like kind of, he does take the silver, but he keeps it on the bar in front of him as if he's not quite believing you. Um, kind of nods and says, all right, we don't see a lot of folks coming around Pike, but, um, keep this up and I'm sure y'all are going to be popular. Yes. Well, we'll, um, at any rate, thank you for, uh, agreeing to answer my questions. Um, <laughs> thank you. My, my friend, uh, uh, over there, the um woman who gave your son the flower your son i assume yeah yeah okay um she noticed that um the... i'm sorry i had to decide on the spot that was a hesitation <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have to consider that was the dm considering yeah. i i got you You're he fine. knows it's his son rufus was you know, there's a bit of a discrepancy there. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's a family line of Rufus's, but then this Rufus was finally like, no, I'm not cursing my son <laughs> to have the same name as his father. <laughs> finally, uh, freedom. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> my my friend um, noticed that the mountain um, across the way was like a really big one. It was a mm. little odd any <laughs> any local uh stories about that mountain and i'm gonna motion kyle over to hear what he has to say sure sure i mean all of you there are not that many people in this bar all of you can be around if you want um as he's kind of like getting drink situated for all of you whatever you're ordering unless it's something he doesn't have in which case he would probably just give you an ale and kind of go huh um but give me a persuasion check, actually. Low DC, but. Mm. Oh, that's not the best. That's. Yeah, that's a 10. 10? He certainly, without any of you needing to do an insight check. There is more to this than he is letting on. Um, it's quite obvious that it's not a deceptiveness. It is a, as he tells the story, you get a sense of a superstition. Um, he says, a mountain, Tempest Cradle. It's a nasty place. Always cloudy. Always 
Just weird. We don't log that side of the lake anymore. We stick to this side. Too many just... Ah, you know, just weird things happen. Accidents. But, um, here. Safe here. And going by it, you know, you're fine. You're fine. It's just, uh, we live around here and we just like to keep our distance. This side of the water. Passes an ale. Oh, gets um, himself one. Thank you, Rufus. I'll just pass my ale to ham. Um, he gets you another ale, just thinking that you are just getting your ale to him. Oh, um, uh, yes. <laughs> thank you. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. You don't, I'm, you don't like. It's don't not. Like it? uh, I. I, I already. I already drank. Did you, did you get that for me? Yes, here you go, Trix. Um, this one is for you. I I don't need anything to 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 drink, Rufus. Um, uh, uh, alcohol does not sit right with me. Mm. Sneeze. Yes, I used to be that way. It makes me sneeze a lot. Like yes, one. that's it. Mm -hmm. It makes me sneeze a lot. Sure. Mm -hmm. He looks at you, Trix, and definitely does a bit of a double take. Um, you got any? Thanks, spicy, by any chance? Uh, sorry, sorry. It's just uh, it's not every day we get a goblin folk in here. Um, I get that. A well, lot. welcome, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, uh, spicy, spice. Um, yeah, I'll get something going. Uh, and it kind of like disappears around a corner, and you kind of hear behind in in the kitchen some banging of. Some pots, some pans, some cabinets, and you just hear spice, spice, uh, spice. And he comes back with, like, some sort of, like, pastry that has a lot of salt on top. <laughs> He's like, uh, on short notice, this is, uh, this might be the best. I can, I don't think it's gonna be good, though. You want it? Yeah, I'll try. I mean, I'm Sure, I've had worse food, but yeah, thank you. Oh, that's very kind. On the house. He, he like gets a thing of water ready and just kind of scoots it towards <laughs> you as well. Uh, I take a bite of it. Yeah, uh, it's salty bread. Salty bread. <laughs> it's really salty bread. Um, <laughs> the bread though, after you like kind of scrape away, decent bread, pretty good. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, thanks. I'll give him a copper piece. Uh, All right, well, party starting. Hey, Martin, Martin, play something. Um, you see that beside uh, the fireplace, what some of you with the lower perception might have thought was a coat rack kind of sniffs to life and is a very wiry old man um, who kind of leans forward and kind of picks up a fiddle, tunes it, doesn't really get it right, but starts playing. And there are some of, some of the locals, like, they were giving you a bit of a odd eye before, and now that, oh, Martin's playing, this is a normal night. Um, and the mood, whatever was left of, like, there are strangers in town, what on earth is going on, quickly falls into a day after work. And you do see the tavern, the, the tavern, the inn, the place, um, slowly does fill. 
to maybe eight to other people. Um, but with you there, that's doubling the, this room's normal population size. Um, throughout the evening, drinks can continue. Um, Kit is running around and always seems to be coming back to you, Kayla, and bringing you, um, bringing you extra drinks that you didn't order. Um, and <laughs> just kind of hanging around and just seeing if you're going to do magic before Rufus goes, ah, Kit, and he scurries away again. Um, Martin is a decent enough player. Uh, there's one time where he's, you know, the, the typical, he's going for a high note and the string breaks and everyone just loses their mind before he just gets out a different instrument and starts playing something else. Breaks um, his fiddle, pulls out a kazoo. Pulls out a kazoo, sure, and just, you know, the place goes wild. It ends up being a pretty decent time. Um, some of the guards do come downstairs now and then and say that, you know, the Count wants something else, wants something else, but a couple of them do stay out with the carriage, just keeping an eye on it. They'll probably be spending the night outside, and the rest are keeping watch upstairs. Um, and just down the hall, uh, for, I mean, hall, there's three total rooms in this inn. Um, but the next two have been rented out and given to you guys. Either whoever was there before is no longer there, or they were empty. Um, the rooms themselves, simple. It's what you would expect of a tiny, tiny mountain community like this, and not much else. Most of the luxuries are downstairs, with the music, with Rufus telling stories, telling jokes, having a huge laugh, that when he does laugh, just like kind of drowns out the music for a bit. And he usually ends his laughter with kind of, ah, shit, that's good. Every damn time. And goes off and continues whatever else he's doing. And Pike, not the worst place to be after a very strange day. All right. Great. Well, everyone, we should probably call it a night. Abigail, myself, Kayla, and Macintosh don't need to sleep, but the rest of you do. Um, and if the last few days are any indication, the princeling will want to leave nice and early. Uh, before I go to bed, uh, I'm just gonna need to go wash myself off down at the lake, so I'll head down that way. Yeah. Uh, I'll go down with you just as a second pair of eyes. Sure. Oh, um, we could we could sleep in the fortress tonight if we want to. Fortress? Ham, they paid for our rooms. Let's not do the fortress tonight. Okay. Um, yeah, the two of you <clears throat> and anyone else who wants um, head down to wash up by the uh, the water. It's kind of uh, slightly down. Three of you head down. It's down a little bit of a hill, but it's not that steep. Um, very cold, very refreshing water. Um, you just kind of splash it over you. The sun, starting to set, has disappeared behind the other side of this mountain. And so the mountain itself just kind of seems to glow on both sides. And it's actually kind of 
gorgeous, a little eerie because you're like, because of what Rufus said, and then just like, yeah, you know, weird things happen. But also there's something beautiful about it. You wash off and um, head back up. You do see that there's an older woman also washing, um, kind of a, some clothes on a washboard a ways down. She looks over at all of you and kind of gives a nod, but averts her eyes and quickly is finishing up. Not everyone is as keen on, you know, strangers. She quickly teeters back off. Actually heads over to that um, that stone kind of small shrine, that figure that Kyla saw earlier. And kind of like seems to be maybe saying her nightly prayers kind of put placing some objects into this basin as an offering. The town very quickly is very quiet, except where you can hear Martin, apparently on the kazoo, um, just going wild. As Pike begins to prepare for another evening. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We got everything that we need, want. Yeah, as we, as everybody sort of settles in for the long rest, um, Phineas just kind of needs to sit still for four hours um to long rest uh yeah. which he does as normal he's kind of like post up in a corner <laughs> yeah basically um and then you know after after phineas finishes you know just sort of sitting still for a little while you know he's kind of thinking uh, uh during that time and as he's thinking the like he's just he's not like super super concerned about the mountain yet but it's mm-hmm. starting to i don't know gnaw at the edges he's been adventuring with these guys long enough to know that typically if there's superstitions about a place there's probably some kind of monster involved <laughs> sure so um after the four hours uh, uh rest he uh, very quietly ritual casts not contact other planes, which is the spell he was talking about earlier, which would give him much more specific information if it worked, but is instead going to ritual cast uh, divination to uh, try and contact uh, the oracle. Um, Incredible. Go ahead and remind me of 
yeah. what that text is. So uh, basically, I can ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within the next seven days. Um, the spirit, God, whatever that I'm contacting uh, gives a truthful reply, but it might be a short phrase, a cryptic hint or rhyme or an omen. Um, the spell doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change the outcome, uh, such as the casting of additional spells or the loss or gain of a companion. So like if something changes dramatically the between now and then, the spell probably wouldn't be able to predict that, but... Sure. Uh, yeah, anyway, okay. so I I'm going to do this divination spell to try to contact... Um, the uh the oracle mm -hmm. and i'll just very like you know in my head um ask will we encounter danger from the mountain on this journey you pose this question reaching out opening yourself up to the entity that you are familiar with, yet so unfamiliar with at the same time. As you are kind of in the midst of this, we'll call it trance-ish state yeah. that you're in, um, Rufus comes up, hands you another drink, remembers, I'm gonna, oh, uh, <clears throat> sorry, kind of goes to give it to another person. And as he turns, you see the shadow that there's a fire now in the um, in the fireplace. The hearth is nice, warm, crackling happily. As he turns, the shadow that he casts um, kind of crosses over you, and you feel it linger beside you. Kind of. Pay your attention in that direction and just know that there's a figure there, just beyond your peripheral. But you know, they're present. And then they're in another shadow. And then another, another. Until finally you see sitting across the room from you, eyes locked with yours, is a figure of a young woman, a hood up, just sitting in a chair, calmly, looking into your eyes. And you know instantly that the two of you are connected. And this is the Oracle. Inside your head, you hear her speak, though she doesn't move whatsoever. Danger is all around us. It wakes us up. My eyes. <laughs> it wakes us up. It rocks us to sleep. Those specific dangers come with specific thrills, 
this is what you're referring to, I would imagine. And you do see that there's a bit of a smile on the edge of her mouth. She just nods. And you see the eyes that she have that kind of just like quickly roll back and just are whites as the Oracle themselves seem to take a glance. And the eyesight turns back to you. Yes. Vicious. Hungry. Ambitious. Revengeful. Lonely. Ruinous. Weeping. Danger. But maybe that's just within you. She smiles again. Rufus passes in front and she's gone. You feel yourself come back out of that trance with a bit of a chill, more than usual for your undead body, kind of washing over you before you feeling the warmth of the fire all the way across the room, close to where she was sitting, slowly starting to heat your body up once again. Right. Um, I will uh, leave an additional coin on the counter, go join my companions upstairs. They're presumably, well, the non-elves are presumably asleep. And I'll just quietly... Yeah. It's, not, it's not too late in the yeah. evening. Um, there are still some... Martin is still playing. Um, although he seems to be getting a little sloppy. Um, yeah. A little tired. And there are some of the regulars that a couple of them have kind of leaned on each other and headed home. Um, Kit, that boy's way up past his bedtime. Still working. Uh... Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll use Mage Hand to drop a little coin into Kit's pocket as I'm passing by as well. Yeah, there's and no then, uh, Yeah, they don't know. Right, and then uh, yeah, I'll retire to our group's chambers. Um, but I'll I'll wait to mention my encounter with the Oracle until morning. Yeah. Is anyone else doing anything tonight? Y'all just heading to sleep. Um, so Kyla has, as an elf, doesn't have to sleep. She just mm -hmm. does her trance thing for four hours. But as soon as she is finished with that, um, like early, early hours of the morning, probably, probably before the sun is even up, um, goes out to the the statue in town to try to just understand a little bit better what this might be for yeah you finish your trance and kind of not jerk awake because you weren't really asleep but suddenly you feel that urge that need to check out that statue you do slip back downstairs um the music has stopped at this point. 
Um, Martin is still around, and you get the impression that when one of the rooms upstairs isn't taken, Martin's there. He might just kind of live here. Rufus is still cleaning up a couple things, kind of trying to nudge a couple of the customers, or a couple of his uh, neighbors out the door. You know, get on home. Come on, don't spend another night here. Come on, come on, come on. Um, but they are not going to move anytime soon. <laughs> um, you step outside. The air has gotten quite chilly. You are high up in the mountains. Um, the statue is kind of poetically caught in a beam of moonlight at the moment. It's kind of like lit for you, almost like there's a beacon drawing you towards it to approach. Um, go ahead and either give me an investigation or a religion check, your call. Okay. Let's really terrible is it worse than a 10 yes take a 10 instead so take a 10 instead i hate divination wizards Woo! <laughs> as you uh, approach the statue you see that there is um a collection of things in this kind of offering basin um there's a small doll seems like it's been there for a long time um, the weather's kind of worn it away. There are a few clusters of coins, and you actually see that there are two of the flowers that you have made earlier in the day, kind of resting in this basin as well. Written across the bottom, kind of chiseled into the stone very crudely, it actually takes you a moment of kind of tracing them to piece together. There's some bad spelling here and there, um, you see the words, she knows our secrets and guides our way. Ooh. As you think about this, it's not any religious figures you're particularly familiar with. You don't know. Is but it seems that the town kit, certainly, is the only one you've seen with these flowers, at least, has placed offerings here. Um, how is the statue oriented with respect to the mountain? Mm. It's bowed, so it's not looking like at the mountain. It is directed in the direction of the mountain, though it's not perfectly lined up to where you would imagine the peak would be. Sure. Right? It's kind of off to the side a little bit. There's another uh, close mountain. As you look, um, you noticed earlier in the day, as an owl, um, you saw that there's a cluster of where the tree line hits, and oh. there's an extra dense um, area of, of foliage um, kind of centered between those two mountains that's where it seems to be directed towards but not at the mountain in particular per se okay i think 
I will just kind of sit outside in the town, maybe walk around a little bit, just waiting for the rest of the group to be up and ready to go for the day. Nothing significant, just kind of looking around. Yeah. Is anyone else uh, wanting to do anything in particular or are y'all snoozling? Right before bed, mm -hmm. uh, Trix is going to go to the bar and be like, could I get two ales, please? Two ales. Great. One, two. Trix is going to take out some pepper. She just has like chilling in her thing. She's going to just like dusting off a little bit and then just sort of crush him with her fist and put him in the two drinks and push one to Rufus and be like, this is what I mean by spicy and just throw it back. Have a good uh -huh. night there, Rufus. Drains it. All of it. <laughs> um, how spicy we how spicy are we talking? What kind spicy of pepper are we hell. talking? Ah, pretty spicy. <laughs> that is a natural 20 on the constitution saving oh, throw. Hell yeah. I'm gonna His... plop a silver piece down. Yeah. His face matches the redness of his beard. And he looks at you. We're twinning. Belches and goes, Now that's worthy of a proper swear. Fuck, that's hot. Have a oh. It takes him a long moment before he moves again. And that's why he accidentally brings you a drink, Phineas, because he's his mind is still reeling a little <laughs> bit before. Right, he doesn't. Okay. Right, Trick's gonna go to bed after that. Yeah. Well, oh, thank you for broadening his horizons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so proud of him. As we're falling asleep yeah. and the room is dark, uh, 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 Ham is sleeping on the floor. Uh, just with his cot. Uh, he uh, whispers to Mac, Mac, mm. wanna play I Spy? You should be sleeping, Ham. I spy with my little eye something dark. Is it the room we're in, Ham? Oh my god, you're really good at this game. Okay, okay your turn. I spy with my little eye someone who should be sleeping. Is it me? Yep, go to bed. Okay. All right. I just wanted to play earlier. Okay, and that, okay. All right, we'll play tomorrow. We'll play more tomorrow. Thanks, Mac. The two of you start nestling back into your bed rolls, what have you. Um, Ham, you kind of wonder quietly, oh, should I have picked something else? Was it too easy? I don't know. Man, I'll have to get her good next time. I'm good. You look back out the window where it was light. You know, the, the moon was there. It was the one thing that, oh, maybe if you, maybe if you said something outside the room, like the moon, that'll be good next time. And you look out the window, the moon isn't there. In fact, it's very dark in your room. I'm going to roll can... to see if Mac cares about this. Yeah. One to ten. 
Mac is very concerned about this. Moon's gone, man. Uh, Mac knows that Phineas is just kind of sitting in a corner downstairs. Ham, you ham. Ham. You're ham. Sorry, Ham knows that Phineas is... What a Ham move. Oh, classic <laughs> Ham. Um, ham knows that Phineas is just sitting in a corner like downstairs. So he's going to yep. run and just tell Phineas. Yeah. Um, uh, at first, just give me a general athletics check. It is black in your room. That is a nat 20 plus 7. All right. You get out. No problem. You remember everything. As you get to the hallway, you head downstairs. The fire is still going. There's light. It's not pitch black anywhere else. Okay. Uh, Am uh, I Finney. thought you were sleeping. There's, the, there's no moon. There's no moon. There's no moon. Pardon? There's no moon. There was a moon. Now there's no moon. Uh, <laughs> Phineas will get up, go outside look up at the sky. Do I see a moon? You open the door and see blackness. See? No moon. Kayella, you are outside, wandering around, exploring the city town. <laughs> My bad. Um, exploring the town, the community. <laughs> when suddenly it's dark. Um, may I make an arcana check? Yep. Uh, well, I wish I had known about this a few hours ago before I talked to the oracle. I really hmm. like to talk to the oracle more than once a day, if I can avoid it. Um, that was a 26. 26. So, obviously, this is not natural. Um, the interior of the inn, nothing different about it. It seems to be the exterior. And as you kind of put your, kind of take a step, a delicately carefully, reach out. It's not like there's a wall that suddenly, oh, my hand is gone. The light seems to fade quicker, as if it's being suppressed. This is certainly a magical darkness. And remind me of the group who has dark vision. Oh, great. Um, so Kayela, you truly, even with your dark vision, you see nothing. Um, it is darkness. You do, however, see the faintest of lights start at one point. It seems so far away. But you do hear, maybe 25, 30 feet away, there's no moon, there's no moon. There was a moon, now there's no moon. It's him in that direction. But it, it doesn't sound very far away, but it's in the direction of that light that looks so far. Um, I, I'm gonna, as this is happening, I'm gonna say to him, was everyone but me upstairs in the rooms. I, uh, it's like so close to dawn, but I... I know Mac was there. I think I saw Trix there. I could have sworn I heard, I heard Tammy go up the stairs. Kyla? 
not on my radar. Okay. First thing I'll do, I'll do message to Kyla, but I'll point it upstairs and I'll be like, Kyla, are you upstairs? Presumably upon hearing no reply from upstairs, yeah. I yeah. will instead look out the doorway and I'll cast message again mm -hmm. and I'll do uh, Kyla, did you go out? Are you outside? You hear this. I do. You do. You hear this. I went to look at the statue. I can't see anything now. It's it's so dark. Can you see the lights from the open door? Yes, but it's very far. I am not sure what phenomenon this is. It is clearly magical. I would suggest you make haste to return to the lit interior of the inn. I will, to the best of my ability, walk in that direction, hands yeah. outstretched, trying to not run into anything. Oh, yeah. You're trying to remember the, the surroundings and trying to be like, okay, there was a there was a larger rock there. I got to be careful in so many paces or whatever. As you're walking, hands out, the light seems so far, so far, so far. And then suddenly it's close. And Phineas, you can see coming out of the darkness, Kyla. She's joined you. Uh, Kyla, it was maybe only 20 feet or so, but it had looked so very far away. But okay, you're, you're here. You're with Phineas. Uh, I was going to wait until the morning to talk to everyone about this, but uh, while I have the two of you here, I did speak to the Oracle. Uh, Oracle uh, implied to me that there is some danger represented by the mountain, and No, I feel like this moonlight thing is just spooky enough to be related to the local superstitions. So. Uh, can I ask a question? How soon after I was at the statue, wherein the moonbeam was directly on the statue, did the darkness occur? Um... You were on your way back from, you were, you were well on your back. It wasn't like an immediate thing. Okay. Um, you had maybe taken a lap or two around the community. Uh, because at this point, I'm assuming it's pretty close to dawn based on when Kyella got up to go do that. I'm going to look around. I know it's unlikely that anybody is still awake. Like, I would assume this close to dawn, even Rufus is probably retired. Yeah, yeah. It's um, not It's not super close to dawn. It's maybe at 3, 3.30 sure. in the morning. Yeah. Rufus um, apparently is used to this. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll go over to Rufus if he's still conscious. Uh, yeah. He's actually, he's like, 
I don't know. He's a barkeep. Polishing glasses? No, he's sweeping. Polishing glasses. He's sweeping something. Yeah. 3 a.m. Um, Rufus, I, I don't mean to hold you up. Um, I'm sure you would like to get to sleep at some point. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, I, in fact, um, you know what? If you don't mind uh, taking just a moment to, to answer a quick question for me, I can handle the rest of the sweeping and I'll cast uh, Unseen Servant um, and direct the Unseen Servant uh, to take over the sweeping. Rufus is a little freaked, um, but he likes you. Yeah. It's, it's it, I'm a wizard. It's um, uh, it, just kind of watching the broom. Rufus, did you... Huh? Uh, yeah. I want to let you get to bed, because I'm sure you're tired. It, oh, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if it <laughs> makes you feel any better, the Unseen Servant has a name. Uh, would you like to know its name? Uh, no, no offense to, to the... Okay. To the, to the no, Unside Servant. That's, that's but, fine. No. Um... It's not sentient. I just give it a name because it sometimes puts people at ease. Um, well, not. Yep. It's very basic. Anyway, I magic is not common in this community. Um, speaking of magic not being common in this community, um, what can you tell me about the no moon or any light outside whatsoever thing? He is very obviously distracted by the broom, which he now thinks is called Sentient, somehow. Maybe that's its name. He doesn't know what that word means. I, I, I'll, I'll the notice, moment, I'll notice the him moment doing you that. Mention, like, the broom is not alive. The broom is not alive. A, yep. I've got a spell moving the broom. The yeah, broom no, is not no, alive. Yeah, broom is not alive. Focus. No moon, no light outside. What's the yeah. deal, man? It's once you mention that darkness. Takes him a moment. He blinks. Looks at you again. No what He looks over at the door that still closed the windows. And you see his face goes white. Um, son of a no 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 and he like pushes you out of the way and gets around uh the the counter and goes over to the door quickly opens it looks out closes it pulls over a table braces against the door pulls over a chair goes over to the windows is closing the curtains locking things my, and the, the entire time he goes fuck 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 my, no my no, good no, man. no 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 uh, I'll, I'll direct the unseen servant to take over doing that instead i'll grab rufus i'll pull him away from the window as the unseen servant shuts and like locks the shutters and stuff yeah i'll hand him an ale and i'll say rufus what's happening whatever is happening clearly has you very concerned he can probably help. He holds a finger to his lips. Do not make noise. Get your friends 
I will silently do message to all my friends sleeping upstairs. Yep. Easy. And Wakes all of them up. are like, wake the fuck up. Don't make a sound. Come downstairs. Danger? Question mark. Um, <laughs> is question mark two words that you put in the message? Yes. <laughs> he continues moving around. Um, he goes over to Martin, who is there, gives, puts a hand over Martin's mouth, gives it a pretty mm, violent shove, a shake. Martin wakes up, is making noise, but mouth is covered. And you hear Rufus make eye contact with Martin and say one word. He says, screamers. Goes over to the two slumped individuals, the same thing. Says, screamers, get down. <clears throat> Where these individuals were passed out, drunk hours before, you see as all of you begin to gather, whatever intoxication, whatever weariness disappears from them as a serious look goes over their face. Can I make a check to see if I've ever heard of screamers? Yeah, make a screamer check. I don't know. Uh, make a history check. Make a screamer check. Okay, that is a 21. 21. Very good. You have studied a lot of things. You like to be prepared, especially after, you know, experiencing death in your life. Um... You don't like to be caught unawares. This catches you unawares. You don't know of anything called screamers. You know of a lot of things that colloquially monsters that make screaming noises. You, based upon just screamers and the fact that there is darkness, nothing puts together in your head. Is this tricks downstairs? Can be, yeah. Trix is gonna go over to Rufus, and Trix is gonna do this, and Trix is gonna cast message. Uh-huh. And say, short, short answer, what's happening? Takes him a moment. Um, he says out loud, because <laughs> he doesn't know how magic works. Um, Think it. You, you hear, think it, what the fuck is they, how do I, what do they, oh, they want me to do that. Okay, well, how about I, and the message ends. But what he says out loud um, is, they will leave us alone if they don't know where we are. Just Stay quiet. Can you find Kit? And he points to like the back room. Uh, yeah, Tammy. Um, well, people are trying to communicate telepathically. Uh, I'm looking for paper and a pen uh, so that I can write down thoughts. Um, yeah. If uh, Macintosh always has a little journal on them, so... So I'm gonna hit you, okay, in you the, in, like, the knee, and... <clears throat> when, 
when Rufus at while Tamora is like writing something in the journal, um, and when Rufus mentions Kit and points to the back room, uh, I will send a message in that direction and say, uh, Kit, if you can hear me, do not be alarmed. I am uh, one of the, I'm a friend of, of the um, elf that gave you Magically. that nice flower earlier. Um, if you could please return to the main room of the inn, your father would like you to come in here. You lucky son of a bitch. This kid keeps his cool. Clearly, I need to keep rolling this dice later on, because this gives big numbers. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Trix, you, I presume, um, correct me if I'm wrong, are darting around to go and see to this boy that he pointed in that direction as Phineas uh -huh. is getting this message. And you see, wrapped around, kind of as you like dip around the corner, you see just waking up in like kind of a makeshift bed. Maybe Kit has the other one upstairs that someone else is sleeping in right now. Um, just a, makesh a makeshift bag bed of pillows. Not the best rags. One big knitted blanket. Um, you see sitting just eyes wide, bolted upright, just looking around and makes eye contact with you as Kit who uh, looks very confused, but very concerned, but has not made any noise. Um, I'm gonna go like this and just motion. I'm gonna bring him out to his dad. As you see, he starts walking forward to join you. He stops. And you see almost a look of understanding on his face. And he goes back to the blankets and grabs them and moves over to you silently and gives you a shush as well. Hands you a blanket and goes over to where you see there is a back door. And you see him stuff it underneath this blanket underneath the door. And then he goes over to where there's like an old like tin bucket, maybe with a mop. And he puts the blankets around this bucket. And you see that he is eliminating chances to make noise all throughout the room. He might know what is going on. This um, is not the first time someone has told him to be quiet like this. I'm going to do what I did before. Just be like, mm -hmm. And I'm going to cast message and say, don't be alarmed. Just think in your head and I'll hear you, okay? What are screamers? That is also what I'm writing up. Yeah. Screamers. I don't know. You hear? They... They yell and they take people but they, they don't don't make noise. Don't make noise. Okay. If there's cold, don't go near it. Sure. Stay hidden. They will take you. 
Um, Eventually, Tammy, you get the same type of thing from Rufus. It takes you a little longer because Rufus is clearly not a good speller. Um, as you are all gathered around and you see that um, Rufus kind of gathers everyone else behind the bar where he then reaches underneath and you hear like a clunk, and he pulls out a massive great axe double-headed enormous thing hefts it in one arm and begins crouching and seemingly taking up a position beside a table um i'm going to follow suit as yeah. as this is happening phineas is going to realize something very suddenly and is going to look around at his friends, like eyes wide with this realization that he's just had. And he is, who does he want to message this to? Um, let's roll for it. I should be rolling too, that's right. Uh, he will cast message and send a message to Tamora saying, has anyone checked on the princeling? Um, <laughs> I can get that and mouth and say in my head, oh fuck. Uh, <laughs> and I am going to use all of my monk skill to like bounce up the stairs really quickly and quietly. Yeah. Um, with the journal from Mac in my hand and like I'm writing out uh before you go uh I'll cast light on the pen um so that it's shedding light as you're going and can be a, a source of light as you're making your way up up mm. stairs into the dark upper hall uh but I just write one is the prince okay? Two, well, no, 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 and then I scribble it out. One, <laughs> do not speak. <laughs> Two, there is something called screamers outside. It's really important that you don't make a sound. Three, is the prince okay? Four, I'm serious, do not say or move, yes, no, only. <laughs> uh, I need to make two, two checks for me. Uh, the first is stealth check, getting upstairs. All sneaky quiet. Uh, 11. 11. There are a couple uh, steps that catch you off guard and make a <laughs> noise. And it's uh, irritating, but nothing seems to come of it. Um, you get now, uh, give me a persuasion check as you reach. There are two guards that are standing outside uh, the Count's room. Um, they're kind of giving you a look as you just like darted quietly around the corner. Sixteen. Uh, what was it? Sixteen. Sixteen? Yeah. They, want, they give you a bit of a look and then one of them nods, confused. 
kind of turns and like undoes the door, looks in, it creaks a little bit. Sticks his head back in, gives a thumbs up. I write, do you have anything that will keep the prince quiet for a long time? Don't try waking up that. He kind of gives you a bit of a grin and like pushes the door open again, it creaks again. Um, and you see that there are like four empty bottles all around a sprawled asleep count on the bed. <laughs> and he kind of goes, <laughs> the two guards that are inside the room with him, one of them is asleep. Um, and the other kind of like stirs awake. It was like a, I was going and sees everyone shushing. I show him the paper. He mouths, I can't read. <laughs> but he very quickly gets the vibe from everyone else and eventually catches sight of the window where it is black and knows something's going on. And he nods pulls out a long sword, like picks up a shield and just like stands at the ready. And the guards are now successfully on alert, but they are going to stay by the prince's side. And I'm gonna write, roll me downstairs if anything comes through the door. Good luck. And then I go Great. Guards are on alert, nicely done. Um, I need to. I thought for things. sure he was just gonna be gone. Oh, wow, he drunk as hell, man. Ugh. All right. Um, keeping their cool is Martin. Is Kit. One of the other guys is sweating real heavily. He is not doing very well in this moment and actually is like holding on to like Martin's old like tattered clothes and is just like pulling on it a little bit. And Can he's I... very quietly muttering something very faintly to himself. Can I cast calm emotions if I see this to get him to stop talking? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and is there a save on that? It's a charisma save, but he can choose to fail, I believe. Yeah, he, well, he doesn't. And that's for every humanoid in a 20-foot radius. So that's pretty much everyone in the room then. Yeah. A creature can choose to fail the saving throw if it wishes. I don't know why they... Yeah. I'm going to ignore the fact that um, they would be super suspicious of any magic and probably not allow it, but because that's a really good move, I'm going to say the yes. The circumstances everyone, are tense. Yeah, 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 yeah. They should get a nice it. calm wave. All of you situate. You know this. Macintosh has done this for you before. You know that's go time, and it just helps. Rufus kind of gives you a thankful nod. Starts moving closer to the door. I, I'm we'll gonna I'm yeah. gonna message Rufus. And I'm, I'm just the message is gonna be. 
can respond to this message in their head. It is the Phineas. If you need more words to respond, just give me a little signal like this, and I will send you another message so that you can continue your response. How does this work? How do we keep the screamers from getting in? You know, you notice that with the calm emotions, Rufus is together much more and able to work with this magic. Um, he, the grip on his um, great axe, white knuckles. But he looks back at you, gives a nod, and responds, we stay alive if no one makes noise. They sometimes will take people. We don't know where. But if it is them, we'll know. A minute, two minutes of silence, waiting. And at this point, for you guys, a little bit of confusion. You're getting to that point that, yeah, you know that darkness was strange. Everyone was very scared, but you guys are seasoned adventurers. Is this really a... Maybe these guys just don't know what they're doing. You all hear outside suddenly just this. And I need everyone. No, I don't because you cast calm emotions. You tricksy little bastard. You feel this wave of fear hit you, but almost the spell seems to ward it off of you. Everyone gathered as this groan, scream, moan, noise washes over the entire community, bounces off the walls. You hear upstairs a bit of a shuffle of just like nervous feet from the guards upstairs. But it settles. They are, they are probably within 20 feet. At least some of them are. Um, Rufus looks back at all of you and just gives nods. The noise happens again from the other side of the building. This Yeah, go ahead and make a survival check for me. If it's a fey fiend or undead, I have advantage. Mm. So can I make like a something check to see if I know if it's one of those things? Yeah, yeah. Um, survival check? Yeah, go ahead and... What are you again? Monk? Yeah, survival. Yeah. Survival. That's a 21, 21. to see if I know if it's one of those things. You said Fae Fiend Undead? Yes. Fae Fiend Undead. Um, 
you, I have to look at my thing here. Where did I put this on my notes? I thought I had decided. Um, you don't know for sure, but there is a gut feeling in your stomach. Actually, a little bit Macintosh kind of rings that same similar feeling. Undead. Something about it. You've heard similar things. You've encountered maybe similar instances in your journeys, though nothing exactly like this, certainly. You get a sense uh, tomorrow of undead. Silence, again, falls over everything. Rufus begins to move forward to the door after five minutes of this silence. He kind of looks back at you, Phineas, and does the... You send, you send, I have cast a message. You may yeah. inform me what you need to inform me. He says, sometimes that's all it is. They might be gone, but I need to see if it's still dark. May Can you I, do something? May I suggest I do not believe that the windows of the prince's room are shut. Perhaps I can go up and look out there. He kind of nods, nods to you. He still moves a bit towards the front, kind of great axe at the ready, and kind of like moves around to the side next to the door at the ready. Kind of like looks at the cracks a little bit to try and see. Um, yeah, I'll go upstairs. Um... Yeah, as you head upstairs, you um, are making sure to be quiet. You see the guards. There's the two of them there. They see you and immediately spear swords at the ready. They see it's you. Uh, I will cast message. Yep. And I'll say, this is just the message spell. Do not be alarmed. I need to look out the window. Yeah. You get this message across. They... Um, I need to check on this. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, they do a very light, like, tap, tap, tap on the door before trying the doorknob um, and open it to see the guards at the ready. Um, count is still passed out. Um, you can see the window is still open. It is still black. Blackness outside. Okay, I'm going to hold my finger on my mouth again. I'll go over the windows. I will as quietly as possible. Close oh, the Oh, stealth check, please. Yeah. And I'm going to use something that I haven't been using so far. Uh, knowledge from a past life to add a d6 to this. <laughs> sure. You were, I don't know, a hinge maker in a past life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, 17 total. 17. Three snuck in through a lot of windows. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Nah, I like Handmaker. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's not a class feature. That's a race feature. Yeah. It's a racial trait. Hmm. You gently close it. Um, I will message one of the guards again. And I will say... I believe that in one of the other rooms, those are still open. What I need you all to do, so to avoid the squeaky steps, I need one of you to just stand in the doorway of one of the other rooms and look out the window. Moon comes back, are safe to come downstairs and let us know. One of them kind of nods, begins quietly, stealth, quietly, noisily making his way down the hall. Downstairs, rest of you kind of waiting. Maybe a minute has passed with what's going on upstairs. Rufus still against the door. And he kind of takes another step back and he waves towards Kit. He kind of looks up. Gives like a nod of the, what? And he says, he, he motions, we might be okay. Kit. It's a bit of a nod. Rufus, like, flashes him a very nervous smile. As there's a crack behind him, and the blade of a glaive slits through his mouth. Okay, that's unnecessary. <laughs> and I need everyone to roll initiative, please. <laughs> Rufus's mouth or through Rufus's <laughs> mouth. Just wanted to the boy is fine. I, I imagine I was coming back downstairs. Yeah, you might have seen like him give a ha ha. And I was about to message and say not safe yet. <laughs> yeah, poor dude. Well, don't have to roll his initiative. Oh, All right. To ask if it mattered if we made noise if they did find us. There were a couple we can talk about later. <laughs> there were ways. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyone? Twenty-five to twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty. And twenty. All right. Uh. Twenty-two. How's this work? Fifteen. Well. Fifteen to ten. Sammy, what'd you get? I got a 12. <laughs> 12, all right. <laughs> the first battle of the uh, campaign. We're all gonna die! All right. Um, 10 to 5. Uh, Eight. Okay, Alex. Next. 8, 6, Phineas. Uh, also 6. All right. Um, Trix, Phineas, who wants to go first? Uh, 
I can go later. Like I can go after tricks. Okay. And great. All right. Um, Wait, what did Mac get? Four. Four. It does change things, all right. Oh, Mac. Great. You all watch as this blade pierces through Rufus's mouth. He lets out this this guttural blood and it, it immediately gushing out of him. Um, there is a huh from Kit beside uh, you, Macintosh. Um, and you see um, Martin, this other guy, lose their shit. They get up and they just start fleeing towards the back door, rushing towards um, all these things. They are moving. Oh, I guess I have to roll. <laughs> they rolled so well. Um, dee -dee 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 -dee. We'll do that one as uh, the dude. <laughs> the dude. I didn't name him. Um, yeah, they're as Marcus. Great. Um, they are starting to move panicking. Uh, the effects of that calm emotion spell. They're struggling with that one. Um, seeing their uh, very dear friend get his head split in half. Um, as you see, the blade is pulled out, and behind there is a splinter in the door. And you see the door hands kind of reach around. Um, gray, ghastly, a little bit like yours, Phineas. It's a little disconcerting. Um, and just rip open the rest of the door, splitting the oak uh, door in half, and it falls one side off and the other kind of off a hinge. Um, and what you see is this tall, slender figure. Um, it's bony, it's skeletal. There's a single sheet of gray, ratty cloth it's kind of like draping off of it. Um, it looks wet. Um, although the ends of the cloth are flowing slightly. Um, so the frame is lanky, unhealthy, and this head at the top is locked to one side. Or there is a head but where the face would be is smooth, save for one long mouth split from chin up to forehead that opens sideways. I'm having nightmares. Yeah, sorry. It leans forward and just kind of sways in the room. All of you immediately feel a gush of cold air wash over you. There is one there and you can see um, Ham as we are getting to your moment of when you move. There is another behind this figure in the darkness, right behind. That's the scene as it is. Ham, what are you doing? What are you thinking? I'm your turn. Taking my uh, I am going to as a bonus action, use my giant smite 
and I'm just going to get real big. <laughs> yeah, you kind of see, as you guys know, um, when Ham gets <laughs> when Ham gets going, um, he just enlarges, becomes Big Ham. Big Ham. Okay. Big Ham. All right. I'm going to take my great axe and uh, split him in twice. Yeah. You move forward. Go ahead and take a swing. Uh, that is a 26 to hit. Yep, that hits. It sinks into uh, this body, and there's a bit of a squelching sound. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, he takes an additional... Sorry, I'm trying to re reread this. Yep. Oh, I roll, I roll uh, D6 because of Giant Smite for damage. So he takes, he automatically takes five damage from Giant Smite. Mm -hmm. And from the Great Axe itself, he takes 11 damage. Nice. Serious hit lands into him. All right. Uh, as First deck. For my second attack, I'm gonna mm -hmm. do the same thing. All right, make another swing. Does a 24 hit? Also hits. Slashes into him. Rolls some more damage. Awesome. Takes a. Sorry, I'm just trying to bad at math tonight. Takes sure. 11 damage from the great axe, and then nice. additional one damage from the giant spike. Nice. You carve into him, and pieces of that like cloth just kind of flutter to the ground. It looks like wet cloth that should, you know, flop, but it is drifting and lands onto the ground. <laughs> um, there's a bit of like the last two like fingers, the digits, kind of get chopped off on that last one, and they kind of poof, poof, clatter and scatter onto the floor. Uh as my blade is making co uh, contact with his body, can I make a perception check to see if I see any like blood or anything oozing out? Yeah, I'll give that as a, a free. Um, yeah, go ahead and roll. All right, perception. That is a 17 for perception. 17, there is no blood. It's just a body. Um, you notice where you cut off those fingers? It looks like you just, like it was any anything else. It would just cut through. Now it's off. You don't see any blood vessels. You don't see anything else. You have just cut. All right. Well, we're screwed. All right. Next up. All right. Any of your turn there? Yep. Great. Uh, that brings us to our random guy who is going to uh, start running off towards the back. Uh, he gets to that back entrance. Um, and just starts tugging on the door. Yep, he's able to realize that it's um, kind of being wedged shut a little bit. Um, kicks out the blanket um, that was put there and pulls it open to reveal two more <gasps> of these entities on the back door in front of him. Yeah. And he yeah. locks up. Yeah. Uh, that's his deal. My boy Marcus. We get to him. Um... He is about to do the same thing, sees what's going on, just shrinks down and like reaches out and takes Kit and holds him close behind uh, the bar. 
which I technically didn't roll for Kit's initiative. Great, Kit has the exact same initiative, so Kit stays put. Traumatized. Um, that brings us to the first screamer, um, who is the one that uh, you're dancing with, Ham. Um, so it's going to look down at its hand, look up at you. In its other hand, there is a long halberd. And you see the end of it is just crimson now. But you see with the other three or so remaining fingers, it just lashes out and tries to slash at you with these oh-so-long fingernails. Um, so it is going to make um, two claw attacks against you. Uh, the first is a 25 to hit. That hits. Hits. All right. Um, you take six points of slashing damage and two points of cold damage as it cuts across you. Okay. Um, second attack. Uh, that is a 26 to hit. Hits. Uh, that is uh, five points of slashing damage and five points of cold damage against you. Um, breezy in here. A <laughs> little bit. Um, it's also going to attempt to use its halberd and make an attack at you. However, uh, halberds are ranged weapons, so it's going to make this attack at disadvantage because you are right in front of him. Um, and that is a three on the die, so that is a miss, certainly. Where did that go? Yes, that is a miss. Misses, that's his deal. Um, the second one behind him, however, is farther and can use his halberd at range. He's going to try and jab at you, Ham, because you're the one he can reach. Uh, that is a 29 to hit. <laughs> that hits. <laughs> you suppose it'll hit? Yeah. Um, great. That is, as it pierces into you, you take, um, five points of slashing damage. Okay. And four points of cold damage. And I also need to you to make an athletics check for me. Uh, um, I, um, Ben, help me. It's a grapple check. Athletics. Athletics. Yeah. Great. All right, athletics is 17. 17. You fear as, feel as this halberd cuts into you, you feel that there is a point on the end of it and it is tugging at you. But you push it down and out of the way. You are not hooked to the halberd. You are freed. Um, that is there around. We finally get back to our good guys. Um, Kayela, it's your turn. Okay. Um... How many can I see coming through the front door? There are two through the front door and two through the back. Although the okay. door frame is only wide enough really to access one at a time. And is Ham in like melee combat with the He one? is with the with the first one, kind of in that door frame. Alright. I'm gonna have to position this. Um 
on the one that's not in melee combat with Ham, I am going to cast Moonbeam on it. Well, is it standing in the doorframe? It is, but it's a bit behind the doorframe. Because it's, like it's still a little bit it. outside. I kind of want to cast it like right directly in the door frame so that they have to go through it. Yeah. It, the other one's already inside, so it doesn't really matter. I'll just put it centered right on that outside guy. That outside guy? Great. Is that yeah. a con so save? It is a con save. Great. It's cocked. Yeah. Uh, does a nine succeed? It does not succeed, so it will take 18 radiant damage. Kablamo. Let me check, let me check. Radiant. Okay. Yep. Um, and um, you hear that, that same, like, <laughs> as the radiant uh, light suddenly just... And it's a beam, yeah. So like it's a concentration, so it'll stay there up until a minute, unless I just say no more. That is right. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, anything else? Um. I think that's action. Let me check my bonus actions because I don't sure. remember New what character. I have. New character. Who does? Um. No bonus actions this round. That that shall be it for for Kayla. All right. Excellent. Um, for the folks at home, we are level 10 characters. You should see it on the layout if you're watching on YouTube. Great. Never mind. <laughs> I just can't see it right now. Uh, that brings us to Trix and Phineas. You are on deck after that. Uh, I think Phineas is behind. What? I had a 12 initiative. Oh, 100%. I just didn't write you down. <laughs> Whoops. Um, oh, for sure. You're supposed to go after um, Ham. All right, let's do you now. Okay. Um, I just, and then we'll do Trix Phineas. I had a cool thing. <laughs> uh, so I am going to bonus action use my um, Crimson Right um, and uh, imbue my short sword of wounding with uh, extra damage. Nice. Uh, so I have to take some damage. Bloodhunter. Um, but yeah, so now my short sword of wounding causes even more wounds. Um, Incredible. It takes four eggs. No, necrotic. Nope. Lightning. Lightning damage. Um, and then I'm going to attack the one that is closest to me, closest to Great. the door, um, okay. with said short sword. Go for it. Um, that's going to be a. 21 to hit. Certainly. Certainly cool. hits. Um, and then this 
this, and it is undead, correct? Yes. Cool. So it takes extra. Uh, It is, it is an extra, okay, okay, all right, sorry. Blood hunters are weird. Yeah. Okay, 14 points of damage. 14, nice. And then when it is this one's turn again, I come, Come back to me. Okay, okay. Little little star. Yeah. Um, actually, you will go again right before it goes. It will go right after your turn. Okay. Not that one in particular. Okay, great. Now back to the order. Hey, tricks. And then we're going to get to Phineas. Uh, am I able to shoot the ones in the front in a straight line without hitting him? Yeah, I'll say sure. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna try to hit both of them with a lightning bolt then. Uh, let's do fourth level. Uh, so they need to make a dexterity saving throw for me. Dex saves. Do you have to roll for wild magic for that? I will afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, that one is... Oof, they're dexterous. Uh, that is a 26. Save. Half damage. Half damage. And the other one um, is <laughs> 11. Great. Full damage. Great. So... We'll do um, the one in front. Took a big hit because that makes sense. Great. So the one with the big hit is going to be 34 damage. And half of that will be 17 damage. Woo. Um, nice. It crackles. Do you want me to roll wild magic at the end of my turn or after every spell? Oh, immediately after you cast a spell. Great. You know I love me some um, wild magic. What do I have to do? Do I roll the d100? Um, yeah, so it'll be a d100, and I've got the chart here. Uh, that is a 43. 43. Oh, here it is. As this lightning surges out from you, um, you feel a new understanding, a new arcane understanding wash over you, perhaps mm -hmm. a new ability. As a bonus action, for the next minute, you can now teleport up to 20 feet on each of your turns as a bonus action. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and teleport by kit, and I'm going to yeah. burn um two of my sorcery points to do quicken spell and i'm gonna try to hit the two in the back with a lightning bolt too Woo! all right just bam bam uh let's go for it uh so they also need to make a dexterity saving throw i'll do this um, at level four at fourth level two great um that is a 19 and 29. Well, half damage. Great. Which full damage would be, oh, that wasn't great. 26, so half damage is 13 each. 13. Do I 30. roll wild magic again? 
That is a separate casting of a spell. You bet. And you used your sorcery points. So we'll just wrap it all into one. So I yes or no? Magic. Yes, please. 64. 64. I'm so happy. Okay. Um, oh, no. Give me a second to calculate. And just plug all the... I'll just damage in. <laughs> I'm so no. sorry. An atomic bomb. Is so you guys team. see lightning, lightning, and Trix is like, yeah. And suddenly there's a poof of fog that just emanates from her and fills the entirety of this inn. Oh, no. As, um, which number was it? I've lost it. 64. 64, yes. Um, Fog cloud is sent, casted, cast centered on you, Trix. It's now real foggy in here. I want to read it real quick. Okay. Yes, so fog cloud. Um, let's pull that up in particular. Yeah, but it's concentration. Can I just drop concentration? You... you, you that's not... <laughs> You didn't it lasts for the duration or until a wind of moderate or greater speed disperses it. Start um, okay. At least because that's your... I guess you can drop concentration at any point. But then what's the point of having it? I feel like because she didn't mean to cast the spell, she wouldn't have... Yeah, I, I, feel, I yeah. feel like we're stuck with it. I think it, it happens. I think it happens. I agree with Cal. I love wild magic. Spell <laughs> magic my next turn. Um, so for this uh, round, it is now the entirety of this is now heavily heavily obscured within twenty feet around Trix. Uh, Trix, you stay put. I already teleported here. I'll stay. Uh, that's right. Foo, foo. Great. Um, that brings us to Phineas. Hey, it got foggy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to finish jogging down the stairs. Uh, sure. And then I'm going to try to, like, in the fog, climb on top of a table. Um, sure. I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. Uh, looking through the fog, can I make out the shapes of the screamers at all? Um, give me a perception check. Gonna burn another one of my uh, past life D sixes because I really sure. did do well on this. Uh, twenty. So you were a hinge maker who was really good at seeing things. Uh, you said twenty four. Twenty four. Twenty four. You can see um, at least one of them through the you, some some vague movement that, for purposes of casting spells, I'm gonna say you can see. Um, the first one that Ham is up close with. So I cannot see all four of them. You cannot see all four. It's also, there is a back room that the others are standing in the yeah. uh, doorway of. There's yeah. There are a couple walls in your way. Damn. Okay. Um, well, now I have to do something different. Hold on. Um, That's the fun uh, of not doing tabletop. Uh, Mac, you were on deck after this. Just heads up. 
Yeah, I guess I'm going to um, centered past ham. Mm -hmm. uh, I, this is an area of effect spell, so it should catch the one engaged with ham and the one behind it. Okay. Um, it's 10 foot radius. Does that cover both of them? Yeah, yeah, it's off to the side. It'll get them both. Yep. Okay. So I'm going to center it like back over there. Um, even though I can't see the second one, I generally know no, it should there. be in yep. there. Uh, and I'll cast the spell Wither and Bloom. Um, so I need con saves from both of them. Con. Uh, that is a 12 and a 6. Okay. Those are both failures. So. Um, oh, actually, I can include Ham in that radius without him taking damage because of the way the spell works. So I can oh, choose great. to have Ham not take damage, but still give damage to those two. So those two both take, oh, that was a pitiful roll. What the hell? Uh, I rolled two ones. So they take oh. two necrotic damage. Um, and, uh, but as a benefit, Ham, you may, um, roll a hit die to recover hit points, um, right now. That's nice. He took some, uh, he and took you some can add, uh, five to the roll. A hit die being, like, a d20? No, it's one of your class hit die. Okay. So a D12 for Barbarian. 12 or, yeah. 12 or 10, because you're fighter. 10 for fighter, yeah. And add five. And you were, can you have that many hit points there? I got 11. Yay. Nice. That's useful. Thanks, Phineas. That's my turn. Uh, is there any bonus actions I can do? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, wizards don't get bonus actions. I'm good. <laughs> awesome. That brings us to Macintosh, my dude. Okay, when Rufus got stabbed through the mouth, does it look like he's beyond repair from when I saw that happen? There is a lot of blood that came out. I'm going to say boy is dead. Okay. He's currently dead. All right, then I'm not going to bother. Um, I'm going to cast... If I look behind me at the back door when I heard it open, mm -hmm. can I see anything through the fog? You can see, uh, uh, make a perception check for me. 16. 16, you can see um, the uh, town's person, his silhouette, and something vaguely beyond, standing directly in front of him. And I know only one person went that way, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm going to assume that's a screamer, and I'm just going to go for it. Um, so, whatever. I'll cast Guiding <laughs> guiding Bolt at that. Um, oh, sure. Which is, let's see, hit. Oh, that's not too bad. 17. 17. Um, it hits. It goes over this uh, townsperson's shoulder, and you see lit up much more so. Um, the outline of this terrifying, faceless, yet mouthed screamer. 
Um, so advantage on the next attack against it. That's 17. 17. Radiant damage. Right. Radiant. Um, there is another one of those terrifying screamy shrieks as it takes that hit. That's my turn. Nice. Um, it is that one's turn now. Um, it is unhappy. It is also going to reach down and make a claw attack at, ooh, actually, but you can't see much of what's going on. You, Macintosh, because you're looking there. Um, notice that, um, and now with this light of the, from the guiding bolt, that kind of, you can pin on it a little more. Um, it reaches forward with its hand and kind of presses two fingers and try to, tries to just jam them into this town per, townsperson's, like, torso. Um, and <laughs> misses. Uh, that's lucky. Great. Because that's its deal. Uh, the one behind it, though, is going to try to make the halberd attack. Yeah, that hits. Um, the guy is... Yeah. Um, the townsperson is able to, like, duck a little bit out of the way, just out of the reach. Um... And then, seemingly from out of nowhere, behind, deeper, in the darkness, through the fog, comes another um, halberd that just jabs into his chest, and he sinks down onto the ground, and you see him collapse to the ground, lie motionless. Which brings us back to the top of the round. Ham! All right. Uh, Ham took a good amount of damage that last round. He's kind of pissed off about it. He's going to go into a rage. Yeah. Um, on the table. <laughs> I have it pulled up if you want. I could just use that. Okay. Um, so please roll a d8 for me. That was a three. Three. An intangible spirit, either a flump or a pixie, it's your choice, um, appears within five feet of a creature of your choice you can see within 30 feet of you. At the end of this current turn, that spirit is going to explode, causing damage to everyone within five feet of it. Um, until your rage ends, you can use this effect again, summoning different spirits in different locations as bonus actions. Um, that will then go off at the end of that round. Or turn? I'm going to say turn. We're going to do this quickly so that we don't forget to do it. At the end okay. of your turn each time. You can kind of set off a detonating fluffy thing. All right. It's going to be the one that's not directly in front of me, but the one right behind it. Sounds good. Uh, in my rage, I'm going to uh, kind of position my, uh, my battle axe blade facing outwards mm -hmm. and i'm basically i want to run and try to shove these two out whilst doing some minor slicing damage great um go ahead and roll a general attack for me okay, okay. uh an attack 
That'd be a dirty 20. Dirty 20 certainly hits. Roll some damage for me. Mm. D12. Ooh, nice. Uh, that's a 12. 12. Uh, plus two for my rage and plus three from Giant's Might. So a total of 17. Uh, nice. Whew. It is uh, barely hanging on. Do you want? Of. Do you want me to roll like a strength check to see if I can try to tackle these two as I'm doing it? Yeah. Um. To try and make it like, are you trying to like bring them to the ground for like a trip attack? I'm trying to basically shove them out of the pit. Ah, uh, like a shove attack. Let's say, I'm going to say it's, it would take your second attack um, in your turn to try and make that, and I'll have them both make uh, strength saves Okay. against that. Um, so I'll roll that. Um, what is your proficiency bonus again? Uh, plus... Gosh, where is... Plus four. Uh, plus four, okay. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Uh, what's your strength modifier? Three. Three. Okay. We're going to beat a 15 then. Uh, that's a failure. That's a failure. They're both um, gets, pushed backwards. Yeah. If the new one gets, the one that hasn't been hit by Moonbeam, gets hit, pushed into the Moonbeam, has to take a constitution saving throw immediately. We're going to go for it. Constitution saving throw of 14. Failure. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, that's 17. 22. 22. Radiant. Excellent. Um, Ham, as you enter this rage, also uh, roll uh, the d6 for me <laughs> for your little flumpy pixie exploding behind him. Gosh, that was cocked. Sorry. All right. Uh, it's just a d6, right? Yeah. That's two deeks. That's two and force damage. Nice. Extra damage, it adds up. Um, this first one, your uh, battle axe cuts into it and you shove it backwards. It gets pushed back into the glow of the moonbeam that you then see eviscerates what is left of this. You basically pushed him into like an energy beam and he nice. is just gone. Um, on that happening, as this one is poofed away into nothingness, you see all of these entities suddenly go rigid and their heads go up, their mouths open, and you just hear that all around you, all of them. Um... And then there is a flash. I need everyone to give me a constitution saving throw, please. Ah! Oh. Oh. Oh, it would have been great if I saved my portents for this and not for yeah. silly things earlier. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Tamara. 18. 18, success. Ham. 
Any success, Macintosh. Eight. Eight failure, tricks. 25. 25, success. Phineas. Nine. Nine, failure, Kayala. 22. 22, success. Those of you that succeeded, there's a flash. As you, mm, we're gonna do fails first. Uh, so this flash goes off. All of you, I want you to just picture for yourselves and maybe another time we can touch base on what it is. Each of you experiences something and it's different for each person. But I want you to think about for your character, what is one of their greatest fears coming true? You begin experiencing this moment. You are paralyzed, you are incapacitated for a minute. I was, like, was going to say the foreseeable future for a minute. You are incapacitated, you are paralyzed, you are rigid in the same position that those screamers were in. As your heads just kind of are locked back as you experience whatever that is for each of you. The success is you see your allies, this happens to them as they go rigid, they lock up. You also see, yeah, that happens to the boy as well. And uh, Martin, not Marcus. Um, <laughs> yep, happens to both of them. Um, as everyone locks up around you, you look back to where the screamers were. The moon is shining. There are stars. There's a lot of blood on the floor. Rufus lies there. In the back, the other townsperson is lying there. But in the doorway, nothing. Screamers are gone. We're now out of initiative. All right. A minute, unless there's anything anyone else would like to do in this minute. Um. Does, do, does anyone who's not myself or Macintosh, well, I wouldn't be able to learn the spell anyway. Uh, does somebody know the spell a spell that could preserve Rufus's body until Macintosh and I snap out of it? No, but I can cast Lesser Restoration on the both of you to get you out of your frightened state. There we go. I do dispel magic, by the way. No more fog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can now see the devastation around you. <laughs> yeah, Kayla, you cast um, Lesser Restoration on uh, Macintosh? Macintosh and um, Finny. Yeah, you go over. Bam. Because I have to, to touch Finneas. them. It's a yep. touch spell, so. Yeah. Uh, Macintosh, you are in the midst of this nightmare of yours, whatever that is, until suddenly you are back. You understand what's happened, and you do see across the way, well, in either direction, a dead body, either Rufus or this townsperson. Yeah. Um, I'll go over to Rufus just because 
It's the first person I saw that went down. Um, and I'll go with Cure Wounds for now. Yeah. You go dead. You, <laughs> you, as a level 10 cleric, you know that Cure Wounds is not going to restore Can I do Spare the Dying? Because it says a creature that has zero point hit points becomes stable. So if he has zero hit points. That would just, that, that would just preserve him. That doesn't bring him back to life. It just preserves his corpse. <laughs> okay, well, the only thing I could do is revivify. So if we as a group want to use the diamonds. I don't want the kid to grow up without a fin fin Actually, I'll say, that, I'll, say this, I'll say this in character. I'll come over and I'll say, Macintosh, as someone who has lost family before, I would hate to rob the boy of a father if there's something we could do about this. Okay, well, you go to Marcus slash Martin or whoever, and I've got this, and I'll cast <laughs> Thank you. Great. You um, press this diamond into uh, Rufus. Um, begins to glow as you utter a prayer, casting Revivify. There is a warm glow uh, that kind of takes over the entirety of Rufus's body. And as it fades, you do see that what was split in the lower half of his face, sorry, what was split in the lower half of his head has now been mended. There is a <gasps> The eyes don't open, but it, he takes a breath as he begins to come back from absolute death. Slowly, carefully, over these moments. Opens his eyes and looks up at you, very confused. Tries to speak, but he... Hey, it doesn't quite have that together yet. It's going to take some time for him to be back on his feet. He's not an adventurer. Magintosh will just be like, it's okay. Just take your time. Kit's okay. You're okay. Yeah, you do see there's, after another moment, an urgency to him, and he starts crawling over towards uh, where he last saw Kit hiding. And there is a beautiful moment where the two of them kits, gets out of his nightmare, looks shocked and awed to see Rufus there, and they just embrace one another, and both of them are just sobbing, just being together when the absolute worst had happened and was undone. Um. After all this happens, I'm going to stand with the rest of the group. I'm going to sigh and I'm going to say, well, we're going to need a proper rest before continuing anyway, since I don't think anybody properly rested tonight. What happened to the other guy? Is he still and... dead? Yeah. <laughs> and we're just going to leave him? <laughs> I don't know if he has kids. I knew he had kids. Um, anyway, that's 
just let me finish what I'm going to say back. Um, I don't know about you all. I think we need to do something about these screamers. Now, I think it is time for me to try something a little risky. Do it now before I, and then that way, if it does not go well, I am able to rest it off. I am going to try to speak more directly to the oracle than typically able to, unless there are objections. Uh, just one thing before you do that. I'm going to go check on the guy who's paying us. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so I run upstairs. Right. Pausing, pausing for a brief moment. Uh, tomorrow you do scurry upstairs. Step on that damn step again. It got <laughs> that I don't care time. this time. That son of a bitch. You go upstairs. You reach the hallway. Um, the guards aren't there. You open up the... Um, push open the door. It's a little hard to push open. Give a harder shove. And you push open and find that Three of the guards are dead, slumped against the side of the door. Oh no. On the ground. The window, a pleasant breeze is blowing in. The curtains fluttering a little bit. This bitch! Count Gareth is nowhere to be seen. Oh, fucking hell. You. You're just here from upstairs. God damn fuck shit! <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry, curses. Right, as Phineas is like, I will do this thing for us. Um, tomorrow you turn to run around and, and go and basically scream in everybody's face, and you see on the other side of the hallway you hadn't noticed is the last guard, still alive blood trailing out the side of his head is holding up a hand to it trying to stop the bleeding ah! he holds up and grabs like grabs hold of your shirt ah! and pulls you closer and he says those things they took him ah! they took him and that's where we're gonna stop for tonight oh shit Thank you everyone so much for bearing with us on the first chapter of this little series. We will be back again. Stay tuned. Um, keep your tabs on us. And the rest of us. Well, time to go find a little blonde person. Ah. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, y'all. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.